good morning. It is Tuesday, July 25th. It is five minutes after 11. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So uh, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, he was in a car accident this morning. It was in Tennessee. He was on his way to a fundraiser when the crash occurred. He was visiting Tennessee for three different fundraisers throughout the day. The first one began at 830 this morning in Chattanooga. He's fine. No worries. He's fine. His campaign did say that they appreciate all the prayers and well wishes of the nation and continued protection of him while he's on the campaign trail. Let's talk about what's going on with Jim Jordan with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So he has said that we are at the important final stage of the Biden family investigation. Our theme for today, if you're just tuning in, we have done this all throughout the program and we will continue to do this throughout the hour we have left together, is talking about how people in very powerful, important positions in all levels and layers of government especially I'm talking now, look, I'm not talking about your rank and file government worker. There's many very, very patriotic, hardworking people who just want to serve the community. I'm talking about the upper echelon, the top brass, and we have seen it time and time and time again. And it is with such frequency now. I mean, it is alarming beyond belief how they will look you in the eye and they will lie to you and they will just walk away. And even when they are proven 100% to be the pathological liars they are, they don't bat an eye. They don't think a thing about it. They just go on about their merry way because they have zero respect for you. Okay, so Jim Jordan, he said that the House of Representatives could be moving in the direction of impeaching Attorney General Merrick Garland, and he said, at a pretty quick pace. So there's a lie right there from Jim Jordan. This has not been a quick pace. Well, Jim Jordan wasn't the person I was targeting in this segment. Obviously, it it relates to, uh, we talked about Merrick Garland. He was Mm -hmm. also talking about Joe Biden and the Biden crime syndicate and the things that are being revealed there. And again, it comes back to the same stuff. These people have zero respect for you as an American and you as a taxpayer, and they believe, and they've been proven correct, what are you going to do about it? You're not going to do anything about it. So they don't fear you at all. Well, there is good news. At least Comer and Jordan are looking into things, and Grassley as well. But uh, oh, they're looking into well, things. Well, yeah, that's it's more than anybody else. I mean, we're all seeing it. At least these well, guys were having this oversight committee, and they're having these hearings, and they're getting testimony from the IRS whistleblowers. And now next week, the new comic book hero Devin Archer will enter the scene. They impeached Trump in less than a month over January sixth yeah. for doing nothing. How is it that when it's the Democrats, they can? like that mm-hmm. impeach a president and when it's the republicans oh well we're looking into it right we're we're digging deep we're getting to the bottom of it well i feel like because of the weaponization of the doj these republicans feel like they really have to have all of their ducks in a row and they have to have evidence and they have to have testimony to do anything with it because otherwise nothing will happen well the republicans are very weak people and they are (laughs) always they it's always the same song and dance with them and uh, here is jim jordan discussing what he learned from the irs whistleblower testimony last week on hunter biden 
Yeah, I do think if you step back, there's sort of three fundamental questions here, Maria. The first one is, what were the Bidens doing to get the money? I mean, 20 different shell companies, nine different Bidens getting paid. What was the service? What was the product? What was the value they had? The only logical explanation here is it was access to then Vice President Biden, maybe even before that, Senator Biden. The second key question is, was he really involved? Was it just this Hunter Biden's operation or was Joe Biden involved? It sure looks now like he was based on this confidential human source and the information we got in the 1023 form, thanks to Senator Grassley. And now I think we're at the important final stage of this whole thing, which is who are you going to believe? The two whistleblowers whose testimony has been consistent or the Garland Biden Justice Department, which can't get their story straight. David Weiss has said three different things over the last month and a half about how he handled this investigation, what authority he had. The whistleblowers have been true, consistent, and their testimony has not wavered. So I think now that's the important phase. And frankly, that's the phase. That's the that's the part that uh, the Judiciary Committee is really going to examine. They're going to examine it. OK, we can't keep doing this. These crimes, they're right before our eyes. Right. Everybody knows about this. Him saying I'm never involved in my son's business dealings. Baloney. And we're going to hear that next week from Devin Archer. He's going to testify that there were 24 calls. There were private meetings in back rooms of restaurants. And Joe Biden was there. So they need to, this is picking up at a a quick pace. Uh, Okay, finally, let's go. Yeah, but Casey, what did the Republicans just do? They just fully funded Joe Biden's priorities and all his budgets, et cetera, for the next two years with the debt ceiling. And we were on this radio program six months ago warning people about electing Kevin McCarthy, Speaker of the House, and yet the entire Indiana delegation, other than Andre Carson and uh, doofus up there in north northwestern uh, Indiana, who's a Democrat, and Victoria Sparts, the rest of them, all the Republicans other than Victoria Sparts, lined up in support of Kevin McCarthy. We all know phony conservative Jim Banks voted for him 15 times, told us what a great guy McCarthy was and what a great job he was going to do. Well, you're seeing what job Kevin McCarthy's doing. He's done absolutely nothing. Mm -hmm. There has been nothing changed in this country. The Republicans had all the power. They gave it away. Look at the debt ceiling. They fully funded all of Kevin McCarthy's priorities. All of the Republicans, other than I believe Sparts, voted for it. Oh, and then, of course, there was Banks who didn't vote. And we have still to this day have no idea where he was or what he was doing. Because, I mean, he was flapping his gums all day about how he was against the debt ceiling. But apparently he didn't but care enough time to, to vote. show up and, and, and vote. And, by the way, it's amazing the media just let that go. I thought the media was supposed to hate Republicans. How could a guy be one of four members of Congress to not vote on the debt ceiling after flapping his gums for anybody who would listen all day long? And nobody asked him, where were you? The point is in all of this, the Republicans, as they always are, are colossal failures. They're highly fraudulent, and they have no intention of doing anything of any sort of substance because they had the opportunity to do something of substance, which was choke off the money. And they didn't do it. I believe Kevin McCarthy was on Sean Hannity last night, and he said that he's moving in the direction towards impeachment of Merrick Garland. And Okay. <laughs> Just like he was moving in the direction of being tough with uh, Biden on the uh, death ceiling. I'm so upset about mm-hmm. your behavior, I'm going to fully fund all of your priorities and ability to continue to do the thing that I claim I'm really upset about. Okay, well, we're at Representative Byron Donalds, he is blasting the media's glowing coverage of Jack Smith and the DOJ. 
No, the only thing I know about that is that they followed him to go to Subway so he could have a photo op at Subway, which is ridiculous. That's one. Number two, the media never questioned the fact that it's clear that Jack Smith and his investigative team are leaking to the press. They're leaking from a criminal investigation into the press to set the narrative and to set the tempo in public opinion. And the, and the big press, the big media, they're such lapdogs. They just follow it hook, line, and, hook, line, and sinker. And the reason why is, is because they are, in, they are totally invested in Joe Biden. The, a lot of these reporters believe in this radical agenda. They think this is a good thing. And so they're willing to cover up and allow for the corruption at the Department of Justice to occur her and not even cover it. Did you see CNN's coverage of Jack Smith going to Subway? It was like an hour long. What? They were doing play by play. You were on vacation. Why were you watching that? <laughs> I don't know. Why do what I doing? know? You're right. Why was I watching so, that? Uh, here's how I picture this going on your vacation. <laughs> your, uh, your man's is there and, mm-hmm. and he's like, hey, honey, it's time to Go down to the pool and have a nice time on the beach. And I'm like, no way CNN is covering Jack Smith going into Subway. I must watch it. It was ridiculous. It was like play by. He's getting a foot long. He's getting the turkey sub. Like, they're trying to make this guy seem great and wonderful. Well, that's, as- but that's what they always do, Casey. It's what they, they did with Fauci. It's mm-hmm. what they did with the, the, the attorney guy who's in prison now, uh, Hadi Avenatti. I mean, it's what they do. That's what the left does. They prop these people up and make them superheroes. He's like one of us. He's going to Subway, too. It's 14 minutes after 11. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. We want to give you plenty of time. We're going to talk about Eric Holcomb coming up. And, you know, they he say. He lied, Casey. I, I know you're just stand by. You're going to have your minute. Uh, and, and nothing is free except for on this show. Coming up, we have your chance to win something for free. It's 93 WIBC. 19 minutes after 11 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC and this from the traffic beast Matt Bear. He's suggesting to pack what he calls a breakdown bag in your car because of the heat we're experiencing this week and he mentions that uh, black leather seats are his favorite. Oh boy, you know in this heat you get in that hot car and it burns your fanny doesn't it? But he said uh, make sure in your car this week that you've got some extra water and possibly some snacks with protein in them just in case you have a breakdown in the vehicle, you want to be prepared and uh, invest in a phone charger that is designated for your car so that if you are stuck f- somewhere, you can you can call out for help. It is 20 minutes after 11, and let's talk about what's going on with your fave, our fave, everybody's favorite, our governor, Eric Holcomb. He said he's going to hold off publicly endorsing any candidate to take over his position when he steps down in 2024. Is he dithering? Rob, is he dithering again? Well, he's doing a lot worse than dithering. In this case, he is looking the entire state of Indiana in the eye, all 7 million people, and he is lying to them, and he knows exactly exactly what he's doing and he knows exactly what he's lying about and it is the theme of the show today and how many times have we made the case at a national level and now a state level about how these politicians they i mean it is like it is serial killer level sociopathy from these politicians who they don't feel any remorse about anything they don't feel any guilt about anything they don't care about you at all i mean it is a bizarre it is a bizarre and disturbing level of an ability to just 
just not care about your fellow people whatsoever. And that's what they're doing when they look you in the eye. You are their boss. You are, they are accountable to you and the ability to look your boss and the person you're accountable to in the eye and just blatantly lie. It's not a difference of opinion. When we talk about the Biden stuff earlier, they're lying. They're lying about Joe Biden's involvement with Hunter Biden. It's been easily proved and yet they continue to lie. And we're about to talk about another example of Eric Holcomb just blatantly lying to the 7 million people of this state. So WIBC had the story, as you said, about Holcomb still refusing to endorse someone for governor. And again, I can't tell you how hilarious I think it is that Suzanne Crouch is getting exactly what she deserved for the harm that she helped Eric Holcomb do to the state of Indiana because there was no better friend to Eric Holcomb the past seven years than old silent Suzanne Crouch, who, whether it was tax increases, growth of government, government spending, lockdowns, mask mandates, Malik Mohammed meet and greets, you name it, she was behind him the entire way, up to and including giving him several million dollars of campaign cash. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he is refusing to endorse her, which is him very publicly extending a giant middle finger right into her face, That is what she deserves from every taxpayer in this state. So at least he's the one who's able to do it publicly. That's great. That's hilarious. She's getting what she deserved. Does she want his endorsement at this point, though? Well, I mean, it's easy to say. It's like if somebody breaks up with you, I don't want to be with them anyway. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter whether she wants it or not. She wouldn't turn it away. She stood behind him for seven years. If you stand behind a man for seven years, you, you are... You You're, are who you surround yourself absolutely. by. Absolutely. Yeah. And and the fact that this Brad Chambers guy is apparently about to get in and is going to steal a bunch of votes from her and ensure that she is not the Republican nominee for governor is absolutely phenomenal. And in some weird world, these two splitting votes may enable Curtis Hill to become the Republican nominee for governor. That makes it even better, which brings us to the point of the article. So Holcomb got asked about Curtis Hill. Mm-hmm. And everyone knows what Eric Holcomb said about Curtis Hill. Holcomb joined uh, Brian Bosma and David Long and Silent Suzanne and Connie Lawson and the rest of the good time establishment fun gang sprinting to the nearest possible podium. I was worried that they were going to do a damage to an ACL or something. They moved so fast. (laughs) Calling for Curtis's resignation before any sort of facts had played out in a court of law or from somebody in law enforcement. They immediately deemed him guilty of a crime, which a prosecutor apparently did not believe that he committed based on the fact that there were never any charges filed. And even Holcomb's own ethics chief couldn't find an ethics violation. Yet Holcomb didn't wait for any of that. Bosma, Long, uh, Silent Suzanne, Connie Lawson, none of them. They deemed him guilty because they hated him. Everybody knew he did it. Everybody was living in the state, watched it play out. Everybody knew what he did. However, Holcomb, again, with a level of sociopathic behavior often associated with serial killers, looks the entire state in the eye, according to this article, and lies. Here's what he said. Are you ready? Mm -hmm. Quote, at the time... I said that if someone in my office with those accusations were to be true, that's the key right there. If those accusations were to be true, they would have to step down. And so I remain consistent with that. He said, went on to say, quote, that would apply to anyone per my office policy. So my position remains the same. Bull. 
You know what I did, Casey? You found the original article. I took it took me less than one minute. And mm-hmm. you know what I Googled? I Googled Eric Holcomb, Curtis Hill, resignation. And within one minute time, I had the original article from the Indianapolis Star that popped up. Here is the quote from Eric Holcomb at the time. Now, remember what he's lying to you about now, trying to say, I said that if someone in my office, those accusations were to be true, they would have to step down. So I remain consistent with that. Uh, Here is what he said at the time. I concur Mm -hmm. with Senator Long and Speaker Bosma that Attorney General Hill should resign. Not let's wait for the facts to come out. Let's not see what a court of law says. Let's not see what the special prosecutor says. Let's not see what my ethics officer finds or doesn't find. Quote, I concur with Senator Long and Speaker Bosma that Attorney General Hill should resign. He is lying. He is lying to everyone. It is so easily disprovable. And just like with Joe Biden, it is so easily disprovable. And he does not care because Eric Holcomb, just like Suzanne Crouch, you know what they think of you? They said it. They think you're a human Petri dish. They hate you. They hate you. They have no respect for you whatsoever. And even though he is caught right here, he, there is no ifs, ands, or buts about it. He is totally caught. It's not like when Indy Star ran that article, he ran out going, I was misquoted. I didn't say that. Blah. Of course you weren't misquoted. You hate Curtis Hill. You hate him because he had the audacity to challenge you. And he is lying because he's a liar. And Suzanne Crouch is a liar, trying to act like she's some sort of conservative. These people all got to go. And next year, you got a chance to put your foot up their backside and kick them to the curb. So Holcomb said that he's going to wait and inspect like every other who sure voted voters should do, what people's plans are, what the substance is behind it, and then he'll determine who he's going to endorse. I thought I read that he was he was going to be behind Brad Chambers. Well, he is. That, the, 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 I was told directly by a very reliable source. Now, is he going to come out tomorrow and go, I hereby stand with Brad Chambers? Well, he hasn't officially announced yet either. That is not how it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But what is going to happen in lieu of an immediate endorsement is Hol- Holcomb Hupfer Incorporated and their little goon squad of Oompa Loompas is going to put their whole weight and, and resources behind this guy when he gets in. And again, how could you, I need to study and find out what the plan is. Mm-hmm. How could you not know what your Lieutenant Governor's plan is? What you guys never talk? It's never come up in a room. Hey, silent Sues, what's your plan when you're running for governor? Again, these people just lie. They just lie and they don't care at all because they have zero respect for you. And ultimately, Casey, we're to blame because in 2020, everybody knew what this guy was. And so many people got in that ballot box after he treated them like complete dirt. And when it came time to do the right thing, they wilted. Well, I can't risk having a Democrat in there. Yeah, Holcomb, he's he's pretty bad. And, you know, he, he's tried to put me in jail for not wearing a mask. And, you know, he's uh, he shut my business down and he cost me my livelihood. And, and you know, he called me a human Petri dish. But, boy, I'm just really afraid of a Democrat. We are to blame for this. These politicians don't grow on a politician farm. We put them in there. And next year, you have the opportunity to do something about it. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. We want to congratulate Matt from Co- he was our winner earlier this morning of the family four-pack of tickets to the Indiana State Fair, and we have another one on the way. Hendricks County guy winning those tickets yeah. off the off the. You ever been to Coatesville? I don't know. If you don't know, then you haven't been there, Casey. You know, Coatesville. Little trivia for Coatesville. I believe this was 1948. A victim of one of the great 
uh, tornadoes in Indiana history. Someday, you and I, we will just get on 40. We'll get in Kev's van. We'll get on 40, (laughs) and we will just take a drive straight down there to Coatesville, and we will have ourselves a day in Coatesville. All right. Well, we've got another chance to win on the way from 93 WIBC. So next time you go to the grocery store, you might want to download an app. It's called Veebs. Have you heard of this? You've never heard of this. You don't do the grocery shopping. The hell I don't do the grocery (laughs) shopping. I just, I don't need a phone to tell me what to do. All right. Well, let me tell you about this app. It allows you to scan the barcodes of the products that you're shopping for. And then it provides you with information on whether that product, the owners of that product are activists and they're wading into controversial social issues. And it, so this, it's called Veebs. V-E-E-B-S, Veebs, and it has an algorithm. Oh. And the algorithm calculates a V-score, a Veebs, a V-score, from 1 to 100. And the lower the score is, the woker the company is. And then the app is going to give you alternatives. Now, if you're very conservative and it's showing up that this is a woke product, it will give you an alternative to a more conservative brand. Wow, that's wild. I would think that this is really going to slow down the grocery shopping process. Like, I'm a runner through the grocery store. Yeah. Like, give me in and out as quickly as possible, right? But if you're sitting there scanning everything to determine, is this a woke company? Do I want to do that? That's really going to slow things down. Yeah, see, this really wouldn't affect me because basically everything I buy is the Walmart brand. Mm-hmm. So as long as, you know, I, I, and I guess, I mean, you got to eat, right? So I, I just, I, I don't know. I mean, there's like... If you try to police everything, it's gonna you're gonna spin yourself into a tizzy to where you're just completely consumed and miserable. There are a lot of liberal companies out there. I don't think it's feasible to say I'm going to boycott every single one of them. Mm-hmm. Maybe it is. I don't know. However, unless they're just blatantly flaunting it in your face. Like Ben and Jerry's. Ben and Jerry's would be one, <laughs> Bud Light would be one. Mm-hmm. Um the, uh, you know, like Target in terms of shopping, whatever. Although it's like, okay, somebody very nicely gave me a Target gift card. Mm-hmm. And my wife was like, should we shop there? I said, yes, because someone gave you something. Like, I'm not so wed that if somebody's going to hand me money, I'm going to be like, no, my principles are so great that I'm not going to shop there. I have to buy groceries. I have to buy them somewhere. If someone's going to hand me money or the ability to have something for free You're gonna use that it. I have to eat, my baby has to eat, my wife has to eat, mm-hmm. I, sometimes I think we take it to extremes. Obviously, again, if there are individual products, a la Bud Light, mm-hmm. that do something highly egregious, then okay. But man, you can you can run yourself ragged trying to punish every single person. And is that really a life that makes you happy living? Okay, well, under Bidenomics, groceries have increased by nearly 20%, and now a staggering one in five Americans say they will never be able to retire because of the cost of living. Only 36% of people age 55 and older say they're going to be able to retire when they had originally planned Isn't that a depressing so. statistic? Yes! It's highly depressing. I mean... They're they're saying that $10,000 per family has been spent just because of inflation in the past year. Sure, and we've talked about this, where you can't, we've reached a point where you can't work your way out of the inflation. You can't work your way out of the price increases. 
Um, now, look, if you got a new job of some sort that was markedly better than the job you have, maybe. But uh, trust me, I am someone who has obtained a second job in this calendar year to try to make up for Republican tax increases in this state and Biden's inflation. And it's very, very, very hard to do. Now, if you want to work 24 hours a day, seven days a week, maybe you can do it. But as I found, when you're working 14 hour days, you're not living much of a life. No. And so it's almost just better to say, I am going to accept the fact that I will work until the day I die and I will do the best that I can to mitigate that with wise investments or whatever and responsible frugal living as best I can. But we have created this. We have created this, right? We, again, back to the same thing we talked about last segment with Holcomb. This did not happen in a vacuum. These politicians are not cyborgs. You know, they're not terminators. We, we hire them, we can fire them. And until we are willing to throw the vast majority of these people out, then we are to blame for this because we have created this monster. Well, I would just like to remind you at this point that inflation is transitory. <laughs> That's what I was told. Funny, Casey. Even though 20% of adults fear they'll never be able to retire. Hey, here's something that's free. Yeah, you don't have to do anything oh. for it. It is actually free. How exciting. We're looking for caller number three right now at 317-239-9393. We have a family four-pack of tickets to the Indiana State Fair. Free, right? And we're giving them away right now? Right now. Uh, and the number is 317-239-9393. We're going to take caller number three. Yep. And you will get to speak with Kevin, mm-hmm. and Kevin will uh, get all of your very personal information, and then you'll be able to grab yourself a family four-pack mm-hmm. to be able to go to the state fair. If you'd like to invite Kev, maybe he will bring his He'll van, drive you and you can go van. together. Uh, <laughs> but yes, no, that's not really part of it, is 317-239-9393. it? Three one seven two three nine ninety three ninety three. We got a few minutes left in this segment, I believe. We do, and I want to talk about uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders. What she said. Oh, yes. Did you hear that message? Uh, she sent a message to leftists that are fleeing California. Oh, you know, there's the great, the great California exodus. Uh, there's there's this one woman. I've seen her a lot. She makes these videos. It's pretty funny. She says that she's a uh, uh, former Californian, and now she lives in the South, and she's learning all sorts of new Did she words. bring her politics with her? Well, no, she didn't, oh. and that's the thing. Yeah. She's, uh, she's learning the politics of the South rather than California. And that's what Sarah Huckabee Sanders is saying. Hey, uh, come to her state, but leave your leftist stuff where you got it from. Our message is Arkansas is open for business. We're glad we're doing as well as we are. We have an unbelievably strong economy. We're continuing to cut taxes and still invest in things like education and public safety. Just remember when you get to Arkansas, don't forget why you left California in the first place. (laughs) Yeah, good point. (laughs) They're cutting taxes in Arkansas. What's that like? Well, we've seen this here. You know, the uh, governor has uh, just a euphoric uh, celebration every time a foreign company comes into our state. And every time jobs from other states, no matter how much farmland he has to destroy or how much taxpayer money he has to use to destroy the farmland in the process, because that's how Holcomb judges and the little goon minions around him judge their success is how many uh, how many farm fields they can plow over and how many bright, shiny objects they can put up in the air. And uh, the problem with that, now Holcomb doesn't see it as a problem with that because he's a super lib, is that those people are bringing their politics with them, which is why we've seen a dramatic change in not just voting patterns in Indiana. Now, look, don't kid yourself. 
The reason the Republicans are so liberal here is because that's what their constituents, they believe, are demanding. If they actually thought their constituents were demanding conservatism or they'd be voted out, they're giving it to them. Holcomb has dramatically changed the landscape of this state. They have rid this state of conservatism, which was the goal of people around Holcomb, the advisors, the people, the company he keeps, and they've been very successful. People have brought their politics to Indiana. Indiana is Republican in name only, and while they may profess to be a Republican, it's a super liberal state based on the taxes, based on the spending, based on the size of the government. Indiana is, we lie to ourselves, and we're a Democrat state that pretends to be a Republican. Part of their annual ranking of the uh, top states for business, CNBC did this poll, and they said that Indiana was the seventh worst state to live and work in. However, it's great for businesses. It's the top 15, it's actually ranked number 13, most business friendly states. So come work here. But it sucks to live here. All right. When we come back, Casey, mm-hmm. um, I don't like to fight with people. But if you are going to bring the fight to me, then I am more than willing to have it. And I will use all resources at my disposal. And so I didn't want to have a fight uh, with a local government entity. However, they sent something into my mailbox. Mm -hmm. And if you are going to send something to my place where I live, then all bets are off. We're going to rip somebody's ass when we come back. (laughs) It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. What are you dealing with now? Well, look, I didn't intend to hijack this final segment with how awful and hypocritical and disingenuous government is. But if they're going to send it to my house, <laughs> it's free game. <laughs> and if they're going to just take my spend my money in the process to do it, we're we're going to point out what lying sacks of crap so many people in the government actually are. Is that that's fair, right? Yeah, so look, that's what we're here for. Leave me alone, and I will leave you alone. But if you're going to stick it right in my face, then mm-hmm. I'm going to point out to our. Well, you know, I mean, some people say there's nobody listening, but the statistics show there's tens of thousands of people listening, you know, at any given time. Mm-hmm. So I just I just thought I would take the opportunity to do this. So, um, look, you know, I live in a little corner of the west side of Indianapolis. Um, once upon a time, it was a very fabulous place to live. And it was sort of like, uh, you know, God's little garden in suburbia. And well, then uh, <laughs> then they decided they were just going to completely destroy it. It's the, the town of Brownsburg. You yeah. know, you know, it's oh, over, yeah. you, you've been there several times. Mm-hmm. And I remember just this is just such an example of everything we talk about on this show about just how willfully people in positions of power lie in order to try to get their way. And then once they get caught in the lie, they show no remorse for it whatsoever. Mm -hmm. And this is true at all levels of government. And, well, I have the platform to point out when it happens where I live. But it's happening where you live, too. And people, you have to open your eyes because these people keep doing it and they keep getting away with it. Mm -hmm. So several years ago... Way back when I was still in the government, 
Um, the superintendent in Brownsburg, his name is Jim Snap. And if you were to look up giant lying sack of crap in the dictionary, there would be a picture of that guy. He proceeded to parade a bunch of bus drivers into the town hall because what the school was doing was back then they were strong arming tax money that went to the actual town of Brownsburg. And because they couldn't get their fiscal house in order, they being the, the school, they were strong arming that money from the town to pay a lot of their bills. Okay. And when I got elected, I said, well, that's done with because that money's supposed to be used for, you know, things like roads and sidewalks and <laughs> infrastructure. Well, the fact that you can't get your crap together isn't my problem. And so we're done letting you strong arm this money from the town. Yeah. And instead of doing the noble thing, the right thing, the thing that any decent person would do, which is, you know, say, you're right, Rob. We really have a spending problem in the school corporation. And well, we're going to get that taken care of. The, the uh, lying sack of crap superintendent, Jim Snap, uh, proceeded <laughs> to uh, convince a whole bunch of bus drivers that they were going to be fired if he wasn't able to continue to successfully strong arm money from the town of Brownsburg. And these bus drivers were paraded into the town hall. And look, these bus drivers very genuinely believe because their boss told them they were going to be fired. Oh, yes. No, they were innocent victims in all of this. They were Mm -hmm. literally hostages in the Mm -hmm. whole whole thing. And they were crying and they were screaming and they were saying awful things to me. And I kept telling them, you people are being used. You are being used and manipulated by this power-hungry egomaniac, the sack-of-crap superintendent Jim Snap. You're not going to be fired. No one's going to lose their job. Nothing's going to happen. And, boy, they were wailing, and they were speaking in the public meeting, and I felt so bad for these people. And, well, gosh darn it, Casey, you know, that was probably about 10 years ago that that happened. And, and um, I got a mailer the other day. I paid for it, right? It's a taxpayer-funded sure. mailer. It came from... Did you like it? Uh, well, I mean, it's very well done, right? <laughs> yeah. It's very... Uh, it's uh, the finest cardboard that Card money could buy. Card stock is good. I mean, the ink is very Double-sided. nice. Double-sided. It is. I mean, no expense was spared in this mailer that sure. went out. Sure, And it came from the... Only Browns- the best for well, you. Well, absolutely, yeah. right? Um, you paid for yeah, it. Absolutely. So pick was, out something nice. It was from the uh, Brownsburg Community School Corporation, and I'm reading this over, and I'm looking at it very carefully, and it's... Uh, it's begging people to come work for them, mm. which is really wild because we always hear Brownsburg is the number one school system. We're the best in the state. I mean, of course, like 37 percent of our kids aren't passing the the test by which we judge that we're number one. But, mm-hmm. you know, we're number one. Sure. And you would think that people left and right would be lining up, Casey, just lining up to work for the number one school corporation in the entire state of India. Of course, I guess if there's, uh, you know, national news stories about how some of your employees are forcing kids to eat vomit. It. Well, then, you know, I mean, I guess maybe that would deter people. Not from everybody wants to associate you. with that. But, sure. um, you know, I was reading this mailer and I'm thinking, well, gosh darn it, they want me, Rob Kendall, because they sent it to my house. They thought, I thought <laughs> may, I, maybe I will just go in and apply for a job. Yeah. Because I have so many questions about the school corporation. Right? That, you know, that's how it works in an interview. You ask some questions about me, mm-hmm. I ask some questions about mm-hmm. you. So I really am considering uh, applying for one of these jobs here at the school corporation. Yeah. What kind of jobs they well, have? Well, gosh darn it, you know, they've got custodial services Uh on here and uh, you know they've got nutrition services Mm -hmm. on here and then well i get to the bottom and what do you know bus drivers what it says right here bus drivers bus monitors and they describe it as competitive pay with paid training nice 
So that is really weird because once upon a time, there was a world where if the school corporation didn't strong our money from the town of Brownsburg, all the bus drivers could be fired. And now they're begging for bus drivers. Now they're begging for people to apply mm. to be bus drivers. So, you know, I want to assume, Casey, that, yeah. well, this is just, a you know, an innocent mistake and that the superintendent, you know, the lying sap, sack of crap, Jim Snap, that he just uh, he just misspoke <laughs> and he was misinformed. But, you know, I can't do that. Casey, because this is the same guy who once said that kids could be at risk of dying in the hallways mm-hmm. of a of an active shooter if we didn't raise taxes by a hundred million dollars, and mm-hmm. then you know the taxes weren't raised by a mil- hundred million dollars, and yet no kids have died in the hallways because they did all the construction they were going to do anyway, which means they didn't need the hundred million dollars to begin with. But uh, you know, it just it just really calls it. Oh, this is also the same guy who once said uh, we're not rehiring the DEI officer in the in the Brownsburg School Corporation. And then- no, they just. <laughs> We hired somebody with a different title. <laughs> That's all the DEI descriptions. I mean, Rebrand. we could be here for seven days, and the, of course, we got to get to a you know commercial break here eventually. So we can't spend all the time talking about all the lies the lying sack of crap superintendent Jim Snap has been caught in. But I just I wanted to point this out that gosh darn it, Jim, I appreciate you sending this to my house, and I I really think I am going to go to this website here, and I am going to apply for a job, and yeah. I really hope that you were sincere in. I mean, you would think he would be sincere because he He wasted, sent it directly to your house. Well, he wasted taxpayer yeah. money to send it to my house. He, he would definitely you. want me to imply. Absolutely. So I think maybe tomorrow, maybe I'll do this today. Yeah. I'm going to apply for this job. Okay. I'll walk everybody through the employment process. Sure. And then I'll uh, keep everybody uh, abreast and apprised. I can't I... wait for you to get your CDL license <laughs> so you can start driving the bus. I mean, this is ridiculous, right? Yep. On one hand, you people could all be fired if if the evil, awful Rob Kendall doesn't allow us to strong arm this money. And then here we are all these years later. <laughs> Please, we need bus drivers so bad. Please, please, please apply to be a bus driver. People, look, we're talking about Brownsburg, but this is happening. There's a very good chance where you live. It's the same type of people doing the same type of stuff. Wake the hell up. All right. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Kevin. Good job today. And on that note, we're out of here. We're going to see you tomorrow. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.